Welcome to the Primetime Review Podcast. My name is Dan. And my name is Brian. This is episode 44 for January 31st, 2021. This is the podcast where we talk about movies and TV shows that we like, and hopefully you will too. If you want to send us some feedback, you can hit us up at theptrshow at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at theptrshow. All right, this week, I have a whole lot of stuff. And I have a whole little stuff. (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) I guess we'll just jump into it. TV Mm -hmm. shows. You want to go first? Well, the only thing that I really watch on TV-wise is a lot of sports. Um, And then on Fridays, I caught up on my WandaVision. WandaVision. Uh, Let's talk about that first. I mean... The rest of my list isn't that exciting. So, uh, what did you you saw this week's episode? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, so, what did you think of that? I realized that my prediction from the last time, thinking that this is whole vision, um, universe or like this whole thing is from vision is completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a little bit of spoiler alert there, but, uh, yeah. I like this episode. I thought it was good. It, it kind of caught you up. It brought in some more characters that you already knew. Um, kind of got things. It kind of now you feel like things are rolling. Things are getting getting to a point where you're gonna find out more and get more information. So I was pretty happy about that. Um, okay, so do we do we want to get into it without? Um, we can do with, some with spoilers. With spoilers, okay. okay sure, why not? Um, so the one of the biggest thing that they brought in was the whole sore um how would you say that like sore are they a group or are they a entity no, their agency now just like homeland security type thing or like shield right yeah or like shield exactly and so here's what i don't get like are they run side by side in 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 the same timeline the time zone or is it in the same universe or how does that work they didn't get really into how it, does so. what run side by side like is there like a shield uh at the same time has soar or is that like or is that um a different universe of one universe there is shield and another universe there is soar no it's got it's it's the same timeline colson's from the same timeline as our heroes right they're not in a different timeline are they well, you don't know, right? Like, we don't know if... if, oh, if... That, that is a good point. We don't know if after everything they did at the end of the S.H.I.E.L.D. series actually was a different timeline or not. You don't... Yeah, that's a good point. Or, like, at the end of Endgame, uh, Wanda just kind of, like, snapped her finger and just did something on her own. I don't know. We don't know. No, she didn't have... She's got some pretty massive powers, but she doesn't have that kind of power. I mean, she got she has enough power to make up her own city. Well, you so. think you still haven't? That's not totally. Yeah, that's not totally been proven yet, right? Yeah, so we don't know. We don't know. I'm excited to find out. But like, um, my first thing that came to my mind was like, okay, how does Soar and Shield coexist into one? One well, universe. So, well, so here, here's the other thing you got to think about, too. Mm-hmm. Sword has been around for years. 
we just don't know has it always been is it has it always been a secret society or company or not company what did i just call agency agency because maria rambo started it or not maria what was her mom's name oh i don't i don't remember her mom's name yeah she started it years ago because maria grew up there so this this place or this agency supposedly started back in the 80s 90s when you know shortly after the things that took place in captain marvel so next captain marvel movie may answer a lot of these questions for us actually right Mm-hmm. Because um, now you know, spoiler alert, that her mom is passed on. And Maria Rambo, the daughter, the little girl from Captain Marvel movies, she's the one that we've been watching who plays Geraldine. Right? Mm. So, you know, they said there that her mom started this and that she grew up in S.W.O.R.D. So, for all we know, it was a secret thing. We never saw S.W.O.R.D. in the Marvel Universe before... WandaVision, except for the end of, uh, I don't even know that they called it out exactly, but which movie was it where you saw Nick Cage at the end walking on the spaceship with the scrolls? Oh, was it one of Thor movies? Maybe it was Thor Ragnarok. It might have been Thor Ragnarok. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. Huh. Yeah, do I. Anyways, so you know it's been around. You know he's a part of it, but was he always a part of it? And as he was running Shield, it like Shield is a uh, little brother, a sword. Mm-hmm. You know who knows, man. I mean, you know he's known about the scrolls for years and years and years and years. So. Yeah, just because like I, it's if it feels like they have a lot of overlap between what they do. Yeah, you just never heard about them before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know that that's going to be interesting to kind of play out because this is really the first time anybody who doesn't follow the comics, which even this part of the comics I know nothing about. You know, we don't know anything about sword or what sword. You know, we just found out you know what it stood for and all that kind of stuff. On this week's episode. Yeah, I'm kind of... So do you think that this is like the beginning of the next phase of the Marvel? Oh, um, definitely. Right? Without that a they, doubt. That they're like setting it up for like uh, what's going to happen to the next phase of, of Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Without, yeah, total. I got no, no doubt in my mind. So... um. And I did like how they uh, brought, uh, no, no, so her mom's name was Maria Rambo. Monica Rambo is the one we're following in WandaVision. Mm. Um, but I totally liked the whole, uh, how they brought you up to, up to speed, too, on the last three episodes, how you kept getting these little clues. Mm-hmm. Now all these clues make sense. And they kind of, you know, they didn't wait until the last episode to bring it all together. They, you know, they didn't pull a, they didn't pull a lost on you. <laughs> they kind of yeah yeah. So after three episodes, yeah, that was great because like we get to see what's going on, on the other side, right? Yeah. So they they brought in well, we know Monica Rambo who's been playing Geraldine. That's been you know speculated, and 
we knew just from going to IMDb and other places that they were bringing Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man, the FBI agent, and then Darcy Lewis from Thor movies, bringing them on. And so they did that in this episode and showed how they all got together and became a, a team or group or how they're tied, tied to one another. Um, so that was cool. Uh, I'm trying to think what else they do. Did it explain the guy in the bee suit? From mm-hmm. episode two, I think it was. Um, described the girl's hands at the end and that everything was coming across the transmission. Explained why Wanda was hearing voices coming over the radio. So all that stuff got cleared up in this episode pretty much. Yeah. And 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 at the beginning, though, I think that was pretty cool how how, you know, setting it up. Where they are like, hey, I mean, the, when they interviewing the two police officers, thinking like, hey, what's going on in this town? And and nobody knew what they were talking about. They don't even have any recollection of this town being there. Yeah, um, it's like if you knew the town or had ties to the town, you now forget the town and know nothing of the town. Right? Yeah. So like, it, it, I mean, it feels like um, that Wanda has control over not just within this little town but outside of it so that like she can she can wipe people's memory yeah yeah she has mind control basically yeah yep so no that'll be uh interesting to see how that all plays out and of course the big spoiler at the end was monica saying it's all wanda so spoiler alert but we basically feel spoilers feel it was it at least makes it seem or they're pointing it to that Wanda is the one doing everything. So, which makes sense with the force field and stuff like that. We've seen her do that before. So, I don't know. See, see how this plays out. But, yeah, my my whole family's getting tied up into this. Even my wife. We, we So, <clears throat> the kids, my uh, kids had a, they were gone Friday night. So while they were gone, we didn't watch it. And we usually watch them Friday nights. So I made made my other daughter wait because she was like, let's just watch it. And then we'll watch it again. I was like, no, nah, let's just wait. Watch it with your sisters. So then when uh, my wife was at work yesterday uh, and all the kids were home, then they're like, Dad, let's watch it. Let's watch it. And we weren't sure if my wife really wanted to watch it or not with us. We weren't, <laughs> we weren't positive. So we were like, all right, let's go. We'll watch it. And if, you know, mom wants to watch it, we'll just watch it again. And so we watched it. And then my one daughter, I told you, she's fixated on this thing, man. Next thing I know, she's on her tablet watching it again. And I know she watched it at least once, if not twice more after that. Um, But she's the one, like, she was calling stuff out before I even picked up on it. She's like, oh, that happened because this happened. And I was like, huh? She knew it, man, right off the bat. So, (laughs) She's she's big time into it. But anyhow, so we watched it. And then last night, my wife came home and. We got done with dinner and everything. And during dinner, they're like, Mom, we watched that today. And you could see on my wife's face. She's like, you guys watched it without me. I was like, oh, we didn't think you wanted to watch it. But we'll watch it again with you. Definitely. So we watched it again last night. Um, so I saw the episode twice yesterday alone. But uh, mm. yeah, so my whole family's getting tied into it now. Now, we did have to take a good five minutes beforehand and explain to my wife who monica rambo was um then you know just quickly during it had to explain just say how jimmy's tied to it and 
uh, Darcy's tied to it. And then uh, in the beginning, we had also explained, you know, how it showed all these people coming back. And so I had we had to explain my wife didn't even know about the snap and under and understand the snap really she's she kind of knew from being in the in the room a couple times uh me and my oldest were watching infinity war and endgame but mm. she didn't totally get it so we had to explain all that and then we actually ended up uh going back and showing her uh the death of vision so mm. we showed her those scenes too so just so she understood what was going on because you see it see a tie-in to that in this episode as well yeah so like since you mentioned it at the beginning of this episode um again spoiler alert uh when geraldine woke up in the hospital and everybody's kind of like coming back that was post snap right is that isn't that what that is like people like well that that was when they were coming back from the snap yeah yeah so So like that was like, like the moment you know that's happening at the same time that you know the fight with Thanos is happening at the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was like a reverse snap. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So Yeah, so no, I'm 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 digging this one. Looks like we have about five episodes left, I think. So it looks like there's nine total episodes, or maybe there's ten. No, I think there's nine. It's nine episodes. It's sure. at the beginning of WandaVision, it was going to be tough for me because I was like, well, what is going on? Like, is this going to be like a 50 sitcom somehow for the, the duration of the whole season one? Right. And I was like, man, I don't know, man. Then now. I mean, like even episode two, I was like, mm, I don't know, man. Um, But the, this current one brought it back for me. I think I think this is if. If anybody's out there that have like saw the first two episodes and wasn't really digging it, I would say to like check out episode three, then truly decide if you want to continue. Don't let the yeah. first two episodes kind of like uh, um, judge it by the first two episodes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, like I said, this one kind of brought it all together and. It, it did drive you crazy. Let's put it that way. The other episodes so far have been kind of making you guess too much and almost driving you to the brink of like, come on, I, I'm tired of trying to figure out what's going on. Give me some, help me along here. So this one really brought it all, brought it all together. Made made, made more sense of the series to this mm-hmm. point. To this yeah. Point. Yeah. Nope. I liked it. So. All right. Anything more on WandaVision? No, I think that's it. Can't wait for the next one. All right. Uh, so my list. Uh, me and the wife got back into watching Amazing Race again because um, we finished the vow last episode. I talked about that, I believe. And uh, maybe I didn't. So that ended up we, we finished that up and uh, that ended pretty much right to where the arrests were happening and didn't really go much farther into it. So uh, I guess season two, we'll see see more of it. But uh, that was that was good. Again, I, I would definitely say you know anything about that's the, the the whole nexium group or have heard about that that you should go check that out um so that's done so we started getting back into the amazing race and finishing up the, this past season d'angelo where we're at right now which i don't know what episode there is but i think we only have like three left so i think we're down to four or, no, we're down to five maybe six teams 
so far D'Angelo Williams is still in it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't win it. I thought I accidentally read something about when he got kicked out, but uh, anyways, um, so we're still watching that. That's a good, good one. Just to pass time, uh, during my workouts, I've been watching most of the time, not all the time, but umbrella Academy season two. Ooh, how'd you like that? Uh, it's, it's pretty good. It, you know, so I'm on episode six right now, or I just started seven. I think I just started six. Um, you know, it's a good show. And like, uh, I'm sitting there watching it while I'm working out and I'm into it. And like, I could get done working out and I could just keep watching it. Right. And if I just kept watching it, I would just binge and just keep watching it. But at the same time, it's like sometimes in it, I'm like, I feel like I've watched the same episode for like four or five days. It's like, they're an hour long and it's a long hour. Like it feels like you've been watching for a long time. So, Oh, you feel it. No, I, I, I think so. I don't feel it. Like when I'm watching it, I, I'm enjoying the crap out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. It's good. And you know, things are coming together there too, but yeah, I don't know. Um, TV show, all American, from CW that came back. So I've watched the two first two episodes of that, that for this season, uh, that's come back on. Uh, and that, that's one that again, I'll either watch while I'm working out or I'll just, you know, fit it in when I, wherever I have a little time here and there. Um, we're still watching the challenge on MTV. That's getting good. And then the unicorn on CBS. That's still one of my favorite shows right now. Uh, to me, it's just, it's pretty funny. Um, and this is their second season. They've added in a girlfriend for him who is. Did you watch Justified? Did not. With Timothy, Timothy Olafanti? Did okay. not. Dude, that's that's a great show. You should check that out sometime. But anyways, uh, the woman who played his wife on that show, she's now the girlfriend on this show. And uh, yeah, she's I like her. She's a good actress. Um, so it's brought an inter- interesting dynamic to the show and, and just made some of the stuff funny on there and. I still like that show a lot. And then the last show I've been watching. I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah. So about right about the time we did our last episode two weeks ago. I was seeing all this stuff blow up on Netflix about this show. And I kind of realized it was my female friends, but I didn't put together that it was kind of a, uh, a, I don't want to say a chick flick, but you know, like like a female based show. Um, Bridgerton. So, all these people that I, you know, on social media, you know, friends of mine that I follow and all this kind of stuff, just talking about this show, raving about this show, how great this show is, and I thought, you know, I make my wife watch some crazy shows sometimes, and I get her into some shows that. I probably normally wouldn't want to watch or that I, she probably wouldn't normally want to watch, but I want to watch them. So I get her into watching them and, and she enjoys them. She does end up enjoying most of them in the end, but I was like, you know, I, I should make a pick for once based on something that I think she might like. So I was like, I told her one night, I said, Hey, we should, we should check this out. I said, a lot of people are raving about it and say it's a great show. I said, it's, it's kind of a, a period time piece, which just for the record, I'm not usually big into those. Um, I think we've talked about that before on here. But I was like, you know, everybody keeps saying how great this show is and how much they like this show. We should check this show out. My wife was like, all right, all right, cool. You know, and 
She goes, what's it about? And I said, I really don't know a lot. I said, I really don't. Um, so we put it on. The night we put it on, we put it on pretty late. It was closer to 11 at night, which slowly but surely is starting to become my bedtime <laughs> at night. Um, I, you know, so I'm getting sleepy. I'm getting tired. I think it was on maybe uh, maybe 10, maybe 15 minutes, and I zonked out, man. I, I couldn't handle it. I just fell asleep. I wake up, or my wife wakes me up, and it's in partway through episode two. She's like, and I'm like, all right, I, I got to go to bed. I'm just tired. You know, I was sleeping in my chair or whatnot, and she was on the couch, and she was like, okay. She goes, well, you know, we have a TV in our bedroom. She's like, I'm can I put this on in, in our bedroom and watch it? Do you mind? And I was like, nah, go ahead, you know. So next thing I know, the next morning I get up and try to wake her up, and she's dead tired. And I'm like, how late did you stay up watching it? She goes, I don't know. I finished episode three. And I was like, you what? So she watched three episodes that night. And these episodes, again, are almost an hour each. So I'm like, you binged three episodes in one night. She goes, yeah, that show's good. I can't wait to watch more tonight, but you know, if you want to go back and watch what you missed and catch up, I'll rewatch it with you. And I was like, nah, you know what? I, I don't think I'm really into it. I was like, go ahead. So for like two, three nights, she would go and either in the family room or in the bedroom, she would watch Bridgerton and I would go watch my own stuff. And I was just, my wife is not that type of person. Like she does not get hooked on a show like that and just binge and binge it. She finished that show in like three, four days because she was doing two to three episodes a night easy. And uh, I was in shock. I was in awe. And so then she's been on me to watch it. She's been on me to watch it. So I was like, all right, so we'll we'll usually watch a show for like an hour at night after the kids go to bed. And then I'll be like, all right, I got to go to bed. And then we'll go in the bedroom and she's like, well, why don't you just watch a little bit? (laughs) And she's all excited for me to watch this show. So I am now through, I think, the first three episodes. Now, have I gotten hooked? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Not really. No, not 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 totally fully. Is it a bad show? No, it's 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 pretty decent. The premise of the show is it's back in, you know, royal times. And, uh, you know, there is no such thing as race. Uh, It doesn't matter if you're African-American, if you're Caucasian, if you're Hispanic. There's no such thing as race. Um, the queen is African-American. And you have these, you know, families. And as these families are, are, you know, kind of on the royal-ish side, you know, you know, the sons take over and become lords. And mm-hmm. the daughters, they get groomed to be married to these lords and stuff like that. Um, and that's the, the upper class side of things. And so this one family, the Bridgerton family, have eight kids, I think. I think there's eight of them. And it's like they have two, three sons. And they so and this is kind of a good thing. And maybe they did this on purpose. I don't know. And this is by uh, Shonda. What's her name? Rhymes. The one that does Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. The one that does Grey Anatomy and all that stuff. Yep. So this family, thankfully... <laughs> They uh, I guess these are based off some books. Um, she didn't write the books. She's just, she's the one who adapted it for TV. But 
but I guess these are based off of a bunch of books because my wife wants to get the books. She's like, I have no time to read, but I want to get the books. Oh, um, wow. So so it really oh, made she, a huge impact. She is so massively hooked on this thing. She gets all excited and giddy when I say, okay, I'm going to watch some of this because she's so excited for me to watch it. That's right? like me with uh, his dark material. I'm reading the books right now. I'm giddy about it. Yeah. So she hasn't gotten into the books, but I guess... I guess like the next season, if it follows the books, is going to go on to like like she's read about what the books are about, though, because she knows <laughs> she's like, yeah. So season two kind of follows along with the books. It's supposed to go on to the one son and how he falls in love, because that's what each set of sections is like. It's like or set of books. It's about the kids and their love lives and how they fall in love. So um Anyhow, it's about the, this one's about their oldest daughter. She's come of age where she's going to be, I don't know what they call it, pronounced or come out where she's like a debutante kind of type thing. But she's now being courted to be married and all this kind of stuff. And it's 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 a long entanglement thing. Um, some of the cool things I'll say is, is, you know, one, the whole no race thing. That's cool. Two, um they take a lot of like there's a lot of balls. They go to all these balls. Right. And so there's a lot of music playing. And it sounds classical because it's all classical instruments. But if you pay attention, the songs are modern day songs. Oh, and really? They, and they take them and they play them with like, you know, the flute and violin and, you know, classical instruments that they had. Excuse me. Back in the day like that. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. So that's kind of cool. They do that. Um I haven't, I guess, I guess as the season rolls on, there's some pretty uh, hot and heavy scenes in the movie or in the series. Um, and oh, so these are not kid friendly. No, 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 no. Um, it's not. I mean, no. Uh, well, like, again, I've, you know, in the first episode, within the first 10 minutes, you, you see it a couple having sex against a tree. Um, but outside of that, it hasn't been too terrible. Um, there's some, you know, like the one girl becomes pregnant in it and there's questions, you know, these, these young women who are being groomed to be wives are asking like, well, she's not married. How did she get pregnant? You know, and this kind of thing. So there's a lot of things like that. You know, the, the one girl, the main character, she never heard about, doesn't even know what sex is, you know, never even heard of it, never had a conversation about it, knows nothing of it. So there, there's some things like that in it, you know, so I, I you know, I'm not even going to speculate what the exact draw is to this series. Um, I just know that if you look on social media or, or if you're, uh, you know, you have a friend who's female and you ask her about this series, they're going to tell you, oh, it's a great series. And nah, nah, nah. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to keep watching it uh, for now. It's, it's not my most favorite thing. You know, I don't, I'm not sitting there like, oh, I got to, I'm going to go watch Bridget. I'm going to go put that on. You know, uh, there's been a couple, you know, like I said, I just got through the third episode and I probably rewatched parts of that two or three times because I'll fall asleep. <laughs> so then, <laughs> So then when I, you know, get back to it, I'll be like, oh, let me go find my spot <laughs> and I have to rewatch certain parts of it. Um, but otherwise, overall, it seems pretty good. It's it's OK. It's not bad, but that's on Netflix. So I read that on, on Netflix. This show is the most watched show 
in Netflix history. So so it's doing well for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, like I said, if, if, if you, you really got to be open to the whole period time thing. Um, if, if that doesn't bother you, you might you might like it. You might be able to handle it. But it does it does almost to me seem like a like a Harlequin romance novel or something. Not that I've ever read one of those, but from, you know, everybody always makes fun of those for, for being, you know, chick books. And and that's kind of kind of what I think or feel of this. Uh, but it seems it, it's pretty decent. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. So <laughs> hang we'll in see. there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But so that's that's TV that I've watched, man. I had a lot. So uh, news and rumors. So we only got one thing in here and this is something I put in. And I just saw this week and this is going to tie into the movies that I watched. Um, I didn't know this was happening even. I, when I saw it and heard about it, I think I kind of remember reading a short clip maybe a few months back, but I didn't kind of, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't really pay much attention to it. You know, I usually don't until I see like a preview, but the preview for this is out. Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which is going to be a Disney Plus series. Um, they came out the preview for it. It looks kind of like just a total reboot of the whole Mighty Ducks franchise from the get-go. I mean, obviously, all the kids are grown now. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, Emilio Estevez is so far, they've announced the only returning original cast member. Uh, I have some questions on it based on the movies and how the movies, what direction they were taking this character in the movies and how his character seems or appears to be in this show. So to me, that's going to be interesting to try to see and figure out. But um, yeah, otherwise it just looks like, you know, one of those ragtag group of kids who can't cut it. And now they're going to get together and form their own team. And, you know, they got Lauren Graham. She's probably other than Milo Estevez, the most popular actor, actress in the series. She plays the mom with the one kid, and she's the one that kind of gets them to come together and make their own team. And it looks like she's maybe the coach, or at least starts out mm-hmm. as the coach. And then Milo uh, Estevez comes along, and I don't know. From the previews, it looks like he runs a, a broke-down skating rink, <laughs> maybe, um, and winds up possibly becoming their coach or teacher so maybe he's kind of feeling like that hans jans role from the the movies i don't know uh it'll be it'll be interesting to see but this comes out the end of march so oh good yeah so i'm kind of looking forward to that um yeah so that's that's all i got i got the the link will be in the show notes it's kind of cool is that like um what's always new again right so kind of like a lot of nostalgia stuff coming back, right? Right, in in um, Karate Kid, and now this, and and I think there was a show that your kids watch, um, Boy Meets World. Is it Boy Meets World? Yeah. yeah. Well, the Girl Meets World that that came back and already ended. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of it's kind of I mean, like yeah, like you say, it's, it's nostalgia. But like, uh, shows like these, um, are they aimed towards? your kids or our generation because i don't think kids nowadays know what it's like to watch those movies for the first time 
I mean, yes, you 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 talk about it coming out, right? But like, it made a huge impact in 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 my childhood watching those movies, and I, and we'll talk about it a little bit. So sure. I wasn't sure like these shows that's coming back for exact for like, prime example, Mighty Ducks. I don't think any kids know what Mighty Doug is until they watch the movie that mm-hmm. was made in the nineties. So. Unless they get introduced to it, like you know, like your kids, I don't think they know what the heck is going on. Yeah, mine, mine are clueless. They're like, "What's the Mighty Ducks?" And I talk, start telling them, "It's about hockey." I know I don't watch hockey. I'm like, it's not about hockey. It's about the kids coming together as a team, and they have some funny mishaps and stuff. I'm like, it, it's not just hockey. And they're like, "Uh." And then my oldest watched the first one. Well, they all watched it. But my oldest watched it and paid attention, and she liked it. She was like, yeah, that was a good movie. And the other two were like, eh. And I didn't even know how much they paid attention. Um, but then, well, we'll get into more of it in a little bit here. But uh, to answer your question, I'm blaming Star Wars. <laughs> Seriously. Because if you think about it, all these shows, The Karate Kid, uh, The Mighty Ducks, you know, these are being written and directed and produced by our generation. And our generation, if they're running out of thoughts and ideas, they're like, why couldn't it be a show like, oh, The Karate Kid? Or why couldn't it be a show like, oh, The Mighty Ducks? And where did all this come back to or bring them back to their nostalgia? Oh, I don't know, what, seven years ago now when they started doing the next Star Wars movie? So the whole Star Wars thing, that came back and that was aimed more at anybody who's a Star Wars fan, which is our generation. And they brought their kids into it and said, kids, you got to watch these movies. We're going to go watch Star Wars. We're going to make this a family thing. And they got their kids into it. And that, and then they realized that kids still didn't totally understand it. So they started making cartoons of it with the Clone Wars, you know, and bringing that along and bringing that into it. And so it's, it's just, it's our generation. They're the ones that are kind of running the industry right now. And so that's where all this nostalgia comes from. So to answer your question, I don't know. I think it's a 50-50. I think it's like, okay, we're going to bring in some of the older crew that thought, hey, the Mighty Ducks would be cool. And we're going to bring in some of the younger crew by making it updated and hip and like a young kid thing. And maybe while bringing in some of these kids, then the parents will end up saying, hey, I used to watch these movies, and then they'll sit down and watch it too, and then we'll get more viewership, and blah, 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 and it'll just roll from there. And I think a a lot of that is what happened with Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid series, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I think in my neck of the woods, when my ducks, well, when I first watched my ducks, the the sales of um, Rollerblade shot up a thousand percent. Oh, especially episode two. When episode two was done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, all right, that was it for news and rumors. Cool. Can't wait to see that, though. I can tell you that much. Yep. All right, let's move into movies we watched. Uh, Now, we have one alike. We'll We'll save that one for last. Because mm. I, I, I want to discuss this one a little bit. The creepy one. Yeah. And uh, so I'll just get into my list because you didn't have anything else, did you? No. Okay. no. Uh, 
Well, we can get into Mighty Ducks first. So based on this, like I said, uh, me and my kids had already watched the first Mighty Ducks movie. So when I saw that this uh, TV show was coming out, I was like, okay, we got to watch the other two movies. And they are, of course, out on Disney Plus right now. Matter of fact, Disney Plus took a little section, one of their, you know, selection choices you can make on their webs or on their site there. And they call it, they call it, not the Mighty Ducks, is it the Mighty Ducks Saga? I don't know. It's a little section just for the Mighty Ducks. You click on that and you have access to all three movies plus the cartoon that they had at one point, which has nothing to do with the movies, but um, you have access to all of those right there in that in that area. So uh, me and my oldest daughter went and we started it yesterday morning with D2, the Mighty Ducks. Got through that one halfway, had to go pick up my other daughters. And like I said, uh, they were supposed to be busy at dance all day and they ended up not having dance. So instead, when we got home, we watched the rest of that movie and then we went right into D3 and watched the third Mighty Ducks movie and finished them both yesterday. Uh, and it was just a pretty good nostalgia. They, the, you know, the first one, I would say when we, we rewatched it, it, it holds up okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not bad. The second two, I would say, hold up a little better. Um, there was a scene, I think it was Goldberg who said it. God, what did he say? And I got the line, and I kind of looked at my kids, and I don't think they got it at all. And who did he mention? Wasn't Ma- I don't think it was Madonna. But I can't, I can't remember. He made a mention to somebody. And I'm just like, ooh, that's an old reference. I was like, nobody would get that, you know, unless they were from, from that generation. So, but other than that, they held up pretty good. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Um, I had explained to my kids, especially at the end of season or uh, the second movie, and they were talking about Arrowhead Pond and they got the jerseys that were the same as the Mighty Ducks NHL team. Mm-hmm. You know how they, they, they actually based an NHL team off this franchise and that, and they were like, what? You know, my kids were shocked by that. And I don't even know, is that franchise still around even? Um, they are, they are, they are, okay. they are. But I think they're called the Ducks now, not the Mighty Ducks. They were called the Mighty Ducks, though, for a while, I believe. Correct. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was just interesting. But it was good to watch those movies again. I haven't, I haven't watched them in years, so, you know, I enjoyed it. So I think at the beginning of D2, the Mighty Ducks, um, when they were rollerblading throughout the city and through, you know, doing their America. Moth America, thank you. Um, it made a huge impact on me. And from that movie on, like, I couldn't, I mean, like, right at the end of that movie, I'm like, let's go play some hockey. Did that have the same effect to your kids? Like, did they want to be, like, go out and buy rollerblades and go rollerblade around. <laughs> I mean, it is winter right now in Michigan. Yeah. yeah. So she can, I mean, they, they can't do that too much right now. But did that have the same effect? No, no. So my kids, uh, and, and this is part of my failure as a parent, I feel. I, oh, I, no. <laughs> I you know, for me growing up, I remember, especially really young, you know, my parents took me to the roller rink and, we would go skating at the roller rink as a family, you know, now looking back, we probably did it cause it was kind of cheap. It wasn't expensive, 
Um, and it was something you could do as a family. You know, you probably spent, my parents probably spent a couple bucks per, per person for our four person family, maybe less than 10 bucks total. And they probably had a two hour, what was called a family skate on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. And that's what we did as a family on the weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it often, but often enough that I learned to skate. Now, roller skate, I'm talking. Now, as I got older, that's what all the kids did was went roller skating on the weekends. And I remember from the time I was young, and we may have talked about this on this podcast before, but, you know, I remember going Saturday afternoons. And then for whatever reason, it changed to Sunday afternoons. That's when every that's when all the kids were going. And then, you know, it then turns into you go Friday nights. And that was the thing to do on Friday nights. If there wasn't a football game, you went to the roller rink. Um, and then, you know, sometimes Saturday nights. And then we'd have those all night skates where you're there and they do a lock in and you're there from like eight at night to eight in the morning, you know. And those were fun. Some of, some of my best times and best memories growing up as a kid was being at the roller rink, hanging out with my friends for hours. Um, so that, that was pretty cool. And, uh, I remember, you know, that kind of died off by the time you got to high school for me, anyhow, and my friends um, until you got to high school and, you know, kids could drive and stuff. Then then that pretty much died out. Now, I remember when I was I think it was a junior in high school. I dated the one girl whose mom owned the roller rink in town. Oh, really? Yeah. And so she obviously she was a senior in high school. She is a year older and she worked there a lot, obviously. So there was a couple times, you know, not a lot, but a few times I'd go up there and hang out. And it was just, you know, it it was a different it was different for me. It was a different vibe. It wasn't, you know, even though it was only like two, three years removed, it wasn't the same. Um, and so I could see how that kind of died out. Now that roller rink doesn't even exist in my hometown anymore. Uh, oh. It's been closed for many a years. Uh, good 20, probably at least. Um, but anyways, so nowadays there aren't very many roller rinks left. First of all, there was one closer to my house and I guess it was a pretty decent spot for kids to hang out. Um, I know my nieces who are older, they used to go there, uh, on and off. Um, my daughter, I think went to one, maybe two birthday parties there, or maybe once with school even, I don't know. Um, there is another one in, in a little farther away from us. Uh, that one, I believe does have trouble at times and issues, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. I can't, I can't say that for certain. Well, I just know it, it's, it's not, it's not in the best part of town either. I mean, it's not in the bad part, but it's not in the best part. So I, I've never taken my kids to that one. I think my daughter, one daughter did go with school once to that one, but the one that was near us, um, closed probably about three years ago. And, and I just feel bad that before it closed, I never actually got my kids there and taught them how to skate, roller skate. Um, even my oldest, who's now 11, you know, she even said that she's not the best skater. She tells me that. And I'm just thinking, I used to just fly around the roller rink. Right? Yeah. Jeez. So I'm like, I feel bad. I feel like a failure as a parent. No. <laughs> that, that I uh, never got my kids roller skating. And then as far as ice skating goes, I mean, we have a, a nice, a nice uh, skating rink, you know, downtown. And I was never an ice skater. <laughs> I, I, I never got into that as a kid growing up. So I, I walk by it at work all the time and think, 
I should bring my family down here. I should have the kids try this, you know, and just haven't done it. So I don't know, maybe someday. But I do cool. wonder, though, like if we lace them up once again, how much trouble we'll, we'll get into. Like, do we need to have a ambulance just, you know, <laughs> standing by? We're like, all right, Dan, me and you one on one, you know, hockey uh, ro- roller hockey and, and 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 see where it takes us and next so thing I was, you know <laughs> i was never i was never a big rollerblader oh really you're a skater yeah as as skates four wheels per foot skates uh yeah i mean i, I have four wheels per, per per foot too so so uh, you know this whole conversation is a little off from our normal <laughs> but this will this will tie in exactly what you're saying uh God, what was the name of that movie? I think I know. And it was a movie about rollerblading. And that did get me to go buy rollerblades. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, okay, so, like... Airborne. Roller skates, you stop with your tippy toes. Roller blades, you stop by your heel. And that yeah. always kind of threw me off. But I never got into skates. Uh, I always uh, got into blades. Oh uh, yeah. See, no, I grew up on skates. There was there wasn't even rollerblades when I growing up, right? It was just skates. Mm-hmm. So then rollerblades came out right about the time I was probably maybe high schoolish. Mm-hmm. But then more when I was in like the military, and I used to work second shift in the military, and I'd get off at. 11 12 by the time i get home it'd be after midnight and i would usually come home stay up and watch tv for a while before going to bed and i remember one night i'm up late and i had on probably hbo or something like that and the movie airborne came on (laughs) and this was a movie when was this (laughs) 1993 this movie came out so and this was probably about 96 97 um, I watched this movie and no crap. I got down to that movie probably about three in the morning. I got in my car at three in the morning, drove to Walmart and bought myself a pair of rollerblades, uh, knee pads and wrist guards. So not an expensive pair, cheap pair. But I bought myself a pair at three in the morning, <laughs> bought them home and started skating at four in the morning up and down my street and it sucked (laughs) uh i got shin splints real bad um it just was not comfortable like i didn't like my ankles being all like locked in um it didn't feel good i I just was not a fan so over the next couple years even when i moved to dallas i uh i attempted rollerblading from time to time and i just was not good at it 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 was not it was not fun for me so oh man i eventually sold them (laughs) got rid of them i was like nah this ain't for me oh man no this is rollerblades all day long sir but so i i recently again we're way off tangent for our show here but (laughs) i recently had a friend and she was one that I, you know, she used to always be at the roller rink when I was at the roller rink. And shout out to Amanda. And uh, 
she posted that her and her husband went roller skating and she said it was a lot harder than when we were kids. So, you know, I sit here and think, man, you know, I should have laced up some skates and took my kids skating. And then I'm thinking, man, if I'd have laced my skates up and been bragging to my kids how good of a skater I was, <laughs> then I'm I'm barely able to skate and I'm falling <laughs> all over. How bad would that look? So. Yeah, you might want to, like, do little test runs before you uh, lace them up. <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially if you guys go to the ice rink. Skates. I'd have to get uh, rental skates. Oh, ice rink. So... Last time I wore ice skates, th- all right, this is quick. Then we got to get out the show. All right, growing up, my parents used to take me and my sister and drop us off in the city where they would freeze over these ball fields. Um, and it was kind of in like this sunken area, right? It was a park, but it was like down below. And they had these big hills. And so par- those hills were the sledding hills. But then down below, they would they would flood the ice rink or the baseball diamonds and make them ice rink. Mm-hmm. Little ice rink. My parents would go and drop me and my older sister off, and they would go run errands or whatever. You know, I mean, this is in the eighties; it was no big deal. And so I had skates, and I actually had the the twin blade skates. I don't know if you ever seen those. They, mm-hmm. I don't even know if they make them anymore, but that's what they used to have for like young kids starting out. Is it, and it was almost like a a U shape, but it was you know two blades instead of one. And that's what I had for skates. And I remember putting them on and I'd go skate. And after a little bit, I'd be like, man, my feet are killing me. And I'd just sit down. And then I'd get up and try to skate a little bit more. And my feet are killing me. And I'd go sit down. And, you know, I, I can't remember if I was getting blisters or it was just my feet just hurt so bad, right? Yeah. And a couple times after this happened, you know, I, I'd, I'd barely be able to walk over to the car when we were leaving. And my parents were coming to get us. And I'd get in the car to take my skates off because I didn't even want to bother doing, you know, trying to get shoes on or boots on and doing all that in the cold and everything else. And my mom would go to help me and she'd be like, well, no wonder you feed her. You got your skates on the wrong feet. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I never really liked ice skating. All right. I never really enjoyed it. And then a few years pass and I'm in high school and a couple of my buddies played hockey. And so they were always skating and stuff. And one day they're like, come on, man, you got to come play hockey with us. Come, come, come on. One guy had his own pond, small little pond. And come on, we're going to go skating there. I was like, man, I don't even have skates. And they're like, what size are you? I got skates. And uh, so I told him what size I was. And so I, I got out there and I skated. And I could skate fine because of my roller skating background. The skating was no problem. The stopping, uh-uh. No, you don't stop. You just keep going. That's all. You just, well, you, there's no, there's no stopping. Come on now. Yeah, well. When you're on a pond, I don't have a wall to hit and run into to stop when I need to, you know. <laughs> in you just keep spots, turning. Like, you well, in certain spots, around. it's big enough to turn, you know. <laughs> so you, you go flying into the snow <laughs> or you just have to bail out onto the ground so you can get up and go in the other direction. Otherwise, they're all skating in one direction. I'm still going in the same direction, right? I, so, I used yeah. to, like... Just, just, just bail like onto my knees and just be like, okay, I'm gonna pop myself back up and just keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. But that was a long time ago. My knees yeah. probably won't take. The, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, I think the last time I did that, like I said, I was probably 16, maybe, maybe even 15. I might have been 15. I have not ice skated since then. So even if I did take my kids to go ice skating, it would be all of us looking like. 
fools. It wouldn't just be my kids. It would be me, my kids, all of us looking like fools because my wife's not an ice skater either. Uh, now, I think she might know how to ice skate, but you know she I, she hasn't done it as long as I've known her. So going on 20, 20 years there. So, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. All right. All right, moving on. Moving on. That was a long tangent about skating. Uh, and that's what D2 would do to you. Yeah. Yeah. So go watch Mighty Ducks. Uh, take your kids ice skating and roller skating and rollerblading and uh, have fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, along those lines, you know, you know, I talk about me and my daughter. We watch a lot of the Marvel movies. Um, I think I mentioned the last time we were still going through the latest Fantastic Four reboot with the announcement now that there's going to be another Fantastic Four reboot, which will be the fourth, I believe, reboot. Um, but the last one they did with Miles Teller, um, oh, God, Michael B. Jordan, and, God, I can't think of her name. I played Miss Invisible. Kate Mara. Kate Mara, yes. We were watching that one. Uh, we finally finished that this weekend. My daughter's like, this one is super dark. Uh, there's not a lot of action to it. And I was like, nope, there's not. I was like, I think that's part of why it didn't do so well. And she's like, there's only 20 minutes left and they haven't even had a big fight scene yet. I said, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that kind of gives you the feelings on that one, even though there's some great stars in it. And I like the people that starred in it um, almost better than the people from the other one with Ian, I think it's Gruffold or Guffold, um, Chris Evans, uh, Jessica Alba, even though I like the actors in the other one better, those ones, my daughter and I both agree, are much better. Uh, with Chris Evans and Jessica Alba, those ones are much better. If you're going to watch Fantastic Four movies, go watch those ones. Don't watch the latest one that was made uh, about 10 years ago. That one, horrible. So they, um, didn't they make two of them? They the, made the one, one with, with Jessica Alba, Doom. yes. Right. Yeah, the, made... first one, the first one was Doom, and then the second one was The Silver Surfer. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Silver Surfer one. Yeah, now that one, I don't think that one's come on Disney Plus yet. It's yet, so we haven't watched that one. Um, but we probably will, just because my daughter enjoyed that movie better. Um, and then, of course, there was one from I think the seventies, early eighties that Roger Corman made. Oh, that, I've never seen that one. That's like a black market. You got to get that video to watch. Um, that one, I don't know that there was any stars in that movie. But anyhow, uh, we watched that, and then since my Younger kids weren't home. We ended up watching The Incredible Hulk, the one that kind of actually helped jumpstart the heart, the Marvel movie era with Edward Norton. Oh, okay, that one. So, so not the Eric Bana one. And I think there was one before that, too, wasn't there? Before Eric Bana? Or did Eric Bana do two of them? I don't remember anymore. Um, Anyhow, not that that one, but the one with Edward Norton that's based on the same Hulk character that we see now today in the in the Marvel movies. Um, yeah, and uh, she said it was okay. She enjoyed it. She thought it was good. And the main reason we watched that one is because, oh, I can't even think of the the character's name now, but uh, oh, the one that Tim Roth plays. Oh, oh, um, Blonsky. Blonsky is the man. He's is the man, but the the abomination. Abomination. Yeah, but that animal or creature he turns into, they're coming back for She-Hulk's TV, the She-Hulk TV series at the end of the year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They've been announced that he'll be re- 
recur or returning to that role for that series. So, um, yeah, abomination. That's right. And then, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see that. Um, so I kind of wanted to introduce her so she knew who that character was and how that character came about. So that's why we watched that movie. And that was a pretty good movie. Uh, you know, not terrible. Liv Tyler. So we're Norton. Um, plus, you know, tied in uh, her dad. Well, now he's Secretary of State Ross, but he was General Thunderbolt mm-hmm. Ross in that movie. Um, so I watched those. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, I, you know, going through the nostalgia we talked about today, I was doing my own little nostalgia, uh, wanting to watch, rewatch a couple or a movie that I'd seen before. I was going through HBO Max and their run of movies that they have out there. And so I watched the uh, American Reunion movie, which is based on the American Pie series. And that was the latest, latest one that they did with the original cast. Um, so I watched that one again. And yeah, it was OK. It's pretty good. You know, it doesn't hold up to the first movie or or maybe even the second movie and even uh, American Wedding. But uh, it was it was OK. You know, it's always good to see when these people come back together and do another movie so i hadn't seen it in a while i figured i'd watch it so i watched that and then i got done watching that and at the bottom you know they show you other movies you might like and there was one on there that i've always looked at and thought about watching and i just never put the time into it to watch it and it's called going the distance with drew barrymore and uh oh justin uh god can't think of his name now Mm-hmm. Justin Long, the guy? Yes, yes, Justin Long. Sorry. You getting um, a PC guy? Oh, oh I'm, I'm getting yeah. Apple. You getting a PC guy? I actually, he's got a podcast, and I listen to his podcast from time to time because he's got oh, a no lot. Way. Of, yeah, he's got a lot of famous uh, actors and that on there that you know he's acted with over the years. Um, yeah, I've seen him in lots of you know he used to be in TV show Ed that I really liked a lot with Tom Cavanaugh. I've talked about that on this podcast before. Um, he was on that. He was in the movie Accepted, which I really like that a lot with Jonah Hill. Him and Jonah Hill used to be roommates. Um, he was in the movie Dodgeball. Yes. Um, him and Vince Vaughn, are, I guess, are like really good friends and buddies. Vince Vaughn's been on his podcast, and you can just listen to them. You hear about all the times they've hung out and stuff. and It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, so it was a movie with the two of them. It's, it's, a, it's a chick flick. It's about long, doing a long-distance relationship and how you make that work and all that kind of stuff. And it was pretty good. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad. I'd, I'd say, you know, if it's... I wouldn't run out to, you know, put a top on your list to see. But, you know, if you got time and you, you come across it and see it there, it's not a bad one if you chose that to watch. You know, that'd be all right. So, um, and then the last one before we get into the movie we both watched <laughs> was a documentary. I uh, came across... Uh, you know, I was just looking for something to watch the other day. And I was like, you know, looking on Netflix and looking on HBO and looking on my Plex server and Disney. Plus. I was looking everywhere. And finally, I go over to Amazon Prime and I see this one. It's called All This Mayhem. And I was like, what the heck is this? And it had to do with skateboarding. And I was like, huh, I want to check this out. This was a good documentary. I was like, I, I don't I, I barely, barely remember hearing about these brothers. And uh, it's about these two brothers from Australia, Toss Papa and uh, Jesus. What's his brother's name? 
Bob, not Bob. God. Ben? I think it's Ben. Um, anyhow, uh, it's about them and how they... Yeah, Ben Pap- Pappas. Toss Pappas and Ben Pappas. It's about how they grow up and they get into skating and, and they ended up they end up coming on the, the skating scene here in America and they become like number one, number two in the world ahead of Tony Hawk. And they basically end up in like a feud with Tony Hawk. And it shows how, you know, skateboard world, you know, especially before the the X Games comes about. Uh-huh. And even even as you get into the X Games a little bit. It was a crazy world to be in. Um, they both got heavily into drug use. Uh, there was a lot of drugs and partying and recklessness behind the scenes. Um, and then it shows how, you know, once the X Games are coming about, how, and you know, I'm not going to get on Tony Hawk. I think Tony Hawk seems like a pretty cool dude. You know, I don't know him, obviously, but everything you've seen or read about him, he seems amazing. But it gets into how the X Games and him kind of got together and maybe I don't want to say sold out, but you know, the X games featured him. It wouldn't feature these other two. Oh, I and see. even though they were maybe better skaters at the time and they did eventually conquer and become number one and number two in the world ahead of him. But like it, it took a lot of crazy, crazy stuff. Um, they were talking about the one brother, had almost, almost conquered the 900 on a vert ramp. And they were going to a competition. If he'd always done uh, the trick contest, because I guess, I don't know what to call it, I think, but it's like a trick contest. And he's always in these trick contests. And he gets told just before this contest, yeah, you're not doing this contest. And he's like, why? And you know, just the, the week before, as he was practicing for the 900, there was one of these famous photographers there, you know, taking pictures and all this. And he's like, it wasn't anything, you know, unfamiliar. And he later finds out that 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 photographer ended up going to Tony Hawk shortly after that day, like a week or two before this contest and was like giving him video and everything else of what this guy was doing. And so then he goes to the contest for the skate part of it, not even the trick part of it. And that's where Tony Hawk first did the 900 on T national TV live in front of everybody and really boosted Tony Hawk to fame, like mm. beyond bigger than what he already was. And uh, so it's like, you know, all of a sudden they're telling him he can't do this contest, but then Tony does the contest and pulls off the 900 and, and everybody's like, if he would have been in that contest, he would have done the 900. So somebody did something because they didn't want him to do the 900 because Tony was going to do the 900, you know? Oh, yeah. So was this before or after that um, Tony Hawk game came out that like shot him to famous? I have no idea. No, no clue. No clue. This is this is the beginning first few years of the X Games. Um, So the early 2000s, I think. And that but these brothers like the one brother ended up getting busted for drugs mm. where he couldn't even come back to the U.S. to compete. Um, he gets involved with the wrong woman, ends up killing her. Um, oh, wow. And it got really up, dark. And he end, yeah, he ends up he ends up dying, too. 
the other brothers in America. Um, he gets busted for drugs. He's in and out of jail all the time. Uh, and then I, th- I believe he's in jail right now. Even I think, I don't know. No, he's, he's out of jail now. He's out of jail now. Sorry. But you know, I, I mean, I, I gave away a lot of the documentary there, but that's why just from watching the preview, like, I'm like, Whoa, this is showing like a dark side to all this. And, and again, due to my love of the movie gleaming the cube, I got really into skin thrashing. I should say both of those movies. I got really into skateboarding, you know, my junior high school years. And so I was big time into, into skateboarding and liked all that stuff. So then when I saw this documentary, I'm like, I got to check this out. Cause I never, never knew any of this stuff, you know, or paid attention to it. So it was a really good documentary. So. It's kind of funny how just kind of reminiscing our little childhood this past hour and change <laughs> that like we're like um skateboarding and playing <laughs> roller hockey and 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 that's i mean that's literally my childhood like yeah when i got out of school i'll finish my homework and then next thing i know i'm outside out, outdoors with my neighbors and friends and be like you know uh, dividing you know us into a couple teams and just kind of like taking over a parking lot or whatever it is and and play until the the street lights are off and then you come back home and do it over again the next day yeah. especially in the summertime yeah so but so that's pretty much the entire list of everything i watched uh except this last movie which we both watched yeah i was kind of shocked that you were um that you had I, time, you had time I, to watch this before, besides the, all the other stuff you watch. So I didn't think I was going to. I didn't think I was going to have time at all. And then Friday night after uh, my kid and, and wife went to bed. Or actually, I take it back. Friday, I actually had like an hour with nobody home. <laughs> and since nobody was home, I was like, well, I better start watching this movie. Because I knew you were going to watch it. So I was like, then we could talk about it on Sunday. Oh, cool. Uh, so I, I got an hour into it. And then I got hooked. And then Friday night, uh, after my wife and daughter went to bed, I watched maybe just a few minutes of it. And I was like, no, I need to go to bed. I need to get my sleep. I woke up in the middle of the night with the worst acid reflux. So getting old, being an old man, I was like, oh, I got up. And so now I'm kind of wide awake. So I went and turned this on, turned on the TV, and I watched the rest of this movie um, in the wee hours of the morning. But this was the movie that came out just Friday on HBO Max as part of the deal with Warner Brothers. The Little Things with Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. A.K.A. Denzel, um, Mr. Robot, and uh, oh, who did I uh, reference Jared Leto? Joker. Uh, Joker, thank you. Yeah, that's how I <laughs> when I was texting you about it, I was like, "Hey, are you watching Denzel, Mr. Ropa, and Joker movie?" <laughs> yeah. Um, this was a. I, I thought it was a really good movie, but I didn't really care for the end. I was gonna say, like, I was gonna say, like, so, um, spoiler alert, right? Spoiler alert, big time spoiler alerts. Um, I so that was I, I was gonna ask you, like, if you watched it, like. I knew that this doesn't have the ending that you were looking for. No, no, it doesn't. doesn't I mean, like, I, I don't mean spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler alert. It doesn't have the closure that some movie can provide. Right. 
Yep, exactly. It's a great movie. Very, very mysterious, very suspicious. Has you wondering through the whole movie what's going on. Um, it's it's a it's a murder mystery, and basically it's almost like two murder mysteries in a way because Denzel's having flashbacks from his past. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy good. It really is. Great and, acting. Great acting. Yeah, great acting, but then the last <laughs> 10 minutes, I was just like, no, come on. Give me, give me, give me closure. And I, so I like, really get it. So I think the premise of the whole movie was that um, Denzel, he's like a cop uh, from a different county that got brought into this he's other county. Sheriff, he's a sheriff's deputy, which is pretty yeah. low on the totem pole. Oh, is that? Okay, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't yeah. know like the pecking order of No, the... that's pretty low on the totem pole. And and so like he he got brought into is it the LA uh some like major yeah. uh Los Angeles county um to pick up a couple items to be brought back to his original count, count county uh, uh but when he came in this is you quickly found out that he that was his uh old you know, old job. That was that was where that that was the sheriff county. Yeah, like, that was his precinct. That was that was his police station that he used to work at. Yeah, thank you. And he was like a major detective back in the day for that, and he cleared a lot of um cases. But then a case popped up that really caught his attention, and you soon find out that there's a lot of similarities between one case that he was never able to close out to the case that just popped up and the more he finds out about it the more he got interested in it and pretty much he just dropped everything and pretty much took a pto and got back into trying to figure out and try to close out this new case that 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 he wants to look into because it was so similar to a case that he had in the past and next thing you know um, he a, a a a shady guy that was played by Jared Leto uh, came into the play and 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 they zoomed in right on him as one of the lead suspects and that's how pretty much the whole movie plays out, right? Yeah, it's him. Him and well, so Rami Malek plays the new hotshot detective at that precinct, mm, so you. they kind of team up basically, and and they're trying to solve this case together. And it shows how, you know, Denzel was possibly, you know, burnt out from his case and led to him becoming just a sheriff's deputy and how Rami Malik is kind of built the same way he, Denzel was and how he's the hot shot trying to solve all these cases and he's really good at it and all that kind of stuff and seeing where his career is leading. And then it's kind of like the two of them going up against Jared, Jared Leto, 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 whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, Joker. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's without giving away the whole movie being at its opening weekend. That's basically the premise for the the story. And, yeah, great acting. It was really it was a, it was a really good suspenseful movie, I thought, you know. But, you know, the end, like I said, the last 10 minutes, people. No closure. <laughs> so not for me, not the kind I wanted to see. OK, so like, did you get that? Oh, OK. Um, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to spoil it. 
but if anybody does not want to hear about it, I think this is like a spoiler alert. This is where you might want to just turn off for the rest of the episode. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay. Um, Did that ending feel like Seven? Where um, Jared Leto is kind of like Kevin Spacey? Yeah. And and Rami Malek is kind of like uh Brad Pitt. Yeah. Where, doesn't that's, that feel like good, it? That's a good call. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That like uh yeah, one guy kinda, had the kind of like uh uh, uh oh, Morgan Freeman. That? Morgan Freeman, yeah. Yeah. That's a good comparison. I, I yeah. Um because like, you know, like he was messing uh, Jared Leto, the quote unquote bad guy, was messing with the head of of the other guy, and next thing you know, pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, and it just it didn't. You know, I was hoping at the end even more when you're seeing what Denzel's doing, and and which really told you for sure what happened or what was going on. I thought it was going to give you at least some more info so that even though it wasn't the total closing for say, maybe the characters, it would give you the viewer, the closing that you needed. Um, and it didn't, it did the complete opposite. It made you th- sit there and go, Oh, well he really doesn't know either. <laughs> and it sucks. <laughs> so I'm it's like, it's all a lie. It's all a lie. You have no idea. You just it's don't. Yeah, so yeah, and, but I I'd still say it's a great movie. Go watch it, whether yeah. at the theaters or on HBO Max if your theaters are open. So I think do ours open up again tomorrow? Uh, I think I think yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So February first. Yeah. So if your theaters are open, go spend some money, and you're okay with going there. Do that. If not, spend some money on HBO Max and watch it on there. Turn off the auto lights. Turn off all the lights and then be in the You dark. know what? When I when I was up in the middle of the night, is it was Uh-oh. it was probably about four thirty five in the morning. It yeah, it, it did it did add something to it. <laughs> you know. I was like, okay. I was like, all right, I'm into this. Let's go. Let's watch this movie. So Okay, so um not a spoiler. Do you think Jared Leto put on a fat suit for that? Yeah. Yeah. He because- didn't gain that weight, did he? No, no, because if you look, he looks almost just like he looks in the Morbius movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if he if he filmed these movies pretty close to one another. It could be, could be. Because if you look at his face, his face looks a little sunken in. Mm-hmm. But yet he had a little gut on him. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, maybe he did. I don't know. But to me, he looks like he's going to look in the Morbius movie as far as, you know, facially and all that. So to me, in that movie, I know he had to lose a lot of weight um, for parts of it. So I don't think so. I think, yeah, I think he uh, I think he had a fat belly on. Yeah, I mean, like the the whole look, the whole makeup of him was pretty well done because like you really get the feeling that he's a creep and he's just not a good dude um between the long like greasy hair uh the makeup the belly the that little lean when he walks and then all that put together you just feel like like when you see him you're like oh this is 
um, not a good dude. Like he plays that really well. Now, here was here was my question, and I don't understand why they didn't try to tie this together. When they come on the first murder scene, and they go in that room with the black light. Mm-hmm. You see boot prints all over the place. Now, did they say that that was from the the first invest the first officer that was there? You know, I don't know. I don't know. But if they had all those boot prints, why didn't they do? I'm gonna say one of two things. A, look for those boot prints with Jared Leto. B, he has a little. He was walking with a little like hitch, like you know, mm-hmm. a little limp little limp you can tell that in footprints like you can figure that out based on how the way footprints are mm-hmm. there's science to, to be able to do that mm-hmm. that never came up in this whole movie and i was just like, no hmm. why didn't well, they do that i mean like um the other thing that right along with that too i didn't catch on to that but you know um one of the flashback scene with denzel was when he was in the first uh, um, a crime scene with the yeah. rock and the two girls. Yeah. Um, he spit out his gum. I know. Right in the middle of it. And I'm like, you just contaminated the whole scene. I'm like, yeah. this is kind of like this is not a good detective right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like that. I I thought that same thing. I was like, they're gonna find his gum. Think, oh, this is the person, and tie it back to the cop. And I'm like, well, that was stupid. You can't do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. no, I I thought the same thing. I was with you totally on that. Yeah, but yeah overall I, good movie good movie but um it's a slow bill so you know it's a slow bill yep 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 i agree with that all right news and rumors all right um so there's a couple of things that uh, uh i have on the list and the first thing is that like i think you're excited about i i i, I know you're excited about um, the Snyder Cut of Justice League has officially announced their um, release date or streaming date, and it's coming in at March 18 uh, on a Thursday. So we have a uh, homework for that week, I guess, for that weekend. Yeah. And I think I don't know if they announced it yet, but are they doing like one hour per weekend so that like the following weekend will be the you know, number two and so on, so on, so on. That's what I thought they originally were doing. Um, but I, I don't know now. I'm confused because then I also heard that they were going to scrap that idea and just put it out as a four hour movie. So I don't know how they're doing it. Mm. Yeah. More, um, more needs to come then. Yeah. Um, so the other things I do want to talk about is that like um, this is early 2021 and COVID has not completely go, gone away. So because of that, um, theaters are not completely being open. And given that, there are more dates for uh, movie release have been updating and changing because of that. So um I'm kind of going in the order of when they were pretty much will be coming out. Um, so like the prequel of Kingsman called The Kingsman 
has changed the release date to August 20th, 2021. Then A Quiet Place Part 2 is being changed to sometime in September of 2021. The update, this is like third time for this thing, uh, for this movie. Um, James Bond, No Time to Die is moved to October 2021. Hopefully this is the last time they're going to change that date. Ghostbusters is being uh, moved to November 11, 2021. So you get to see that right before Thanksgiving. And Morbius, the one that we were just talking about, uh, it's going to be moved to one year uh, uh, um, from now, January 21st, 2022. And who knows? There's more movies that probably have to update their uh, release dates because of COVID. So um, more to come. Hopefully not, but I think there will be. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. The, the biggest one on there for me is Ghostbusters. Ah, oh, James uh, Bond. James Bond. I think James Bond's going to be... Uh, like I said, I still haven't watched all the ones that come oh. out. So, so I'm, I'm, more, I'm more psyched for Ghostbusters. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, now... The biggest movie I know we're both looking forward to that still hasn't changed its date. It still has a July second date associated with it. So I'm afraid to ask. Are you going to go to the theater to watch it? I'm afraid to ask. Which movie? Top Gun Maverick. Oh. Oof. Like if I go to the theater for that movie, it will be at Henry Four Movie Theater. For the true IMAX. I'm not going to go to just like a local theater. I'm going to go to the true IMAX theater. Right. And if I can get a ticket for that, hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Okay. How about you? What about you? Nah. <laughs> Probably not. No? No? No. I, I doubt it. I'll just wait. Uh, now, I didn't see who's putting that movie out. But I know a lot of movies now, the waiting period for it to be um, online is like, oh, this one's by Paramount. So I don't know what their deal is, but all these ones, because Universal made a deal just in the last year with AMC theaters that it's only 17, I think it's 17 days. Once that movie's in the theaters for 17 days, it can go for online. Mm. So, I mean, look, you know, Warner Brothers came out and trumped that and said day and date. But if I got to wait two, three weeks, I'll wait two, three weeks. Yeah, but like I I was watching, what was I watching? Tron and then Batman with the Joker, um, both on one at the local theater and then one at the Henry Ford IMAX. And I enjoy the crap out of the like the true IMAX because of like um, how big and how much you can see and also the sound system that they had there. Yeah, it is by far like amazing. It's 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 I would pay extra just to go see that in IMAX, the true IMAX. I don't know. I guess we'll see what this summer brings, right? Dun, dun, dun. Come on, man! When you hear that little tune, you want to you, you want to hear that in uh, in true IMAX. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, one movie that again they did not push back 
and but now it's possibly going to Disney Plus premiere is Black Widow. So uh, again, we'll have a link in the show notes. But based on uh, what they're saying now is that it did appear on Disney Plus's website as a possible uh, movie coming to Disney Plus. Although there's been no official official word. So everybody's guess is that it will come to Disney Plus, but it'll come as Disney Plus premiere, kind of like they did with Mulan, where you'll have to pay, I think it's 30 bucks or whatever to watch it. So, and that's still headed for May. Now, the reason they're speculating that they're not going to push it off again is because, one, they've already pushed it off for well over a year, because that was supposed to come out, I think, March of last year. Um, and they feel that the more they push this off, they have to push everything else off. In the Marvel mm-hmm, universe, mm-hmm. which is Shang Chi, uh, which is Eternals, um, Eternals, um, and then so many other movies, and they just feel that the more they're pushing these off, the harder it's going to be to get them out. So the guess is is that they're going to one of two things. They also have a deal with Scarlett Johansson where she gets a cut of money. And I guess they, they Warner Brothers had the same kind of deal with Gail Gadot and Patty Jenkins oh. where they had to pay them off a certain amount of money to say, hey, we're not going to put it in theaters or we're going to do it in the theaters. But the same day we're putting it on HBO. And so they had to pay them off on a price. And they're guessing they're probably going to do the same with Scarlett Johansson or, or strike some kind of deal because she has a deal based on how much money it makes at the theaters. She gets a back end payment out of that. Well, if you're not getting people still going to the theaters a whole lot, you're not going to make a whole lot of money off of it. However, at the same time, these stars are like, if these movies don't ever come out, they're never going to get that money. So instead of taking the chance of Scarlett Johansson possibly suing them, they're going to go ahead and put it out. But then at the same time, they're going to put it out at Disney Plus on premium, try to get some extra money going that way. And at the same time, it doesn't stall the whole phase four from coming out to where it keeps pushing Marvel off and Marvel off and they can start, you know, continue to crank out movies and get them going instead of just having them sitting around in a can for years, not making anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, after a while that, um, the, the attention of the luster will kind of lose this. It's going to fade. Yeah. It's going to fade. Exactly. Like, I mean, I was hyped to go see this, but then after a while, I'm like, eh, she died already. So, Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So now this is one that I'm pretty sure uh, I think the weekend it comes out. We already looked at our schedule and we have a lot going on that weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can't say for certain that that weekend we're going to buy it, but I guarantee that week it comes out. We'll definitely buy it Um, if it comes out on Disney premiere. So. It'll it'll be interesting. Let's put it that way. So yeah. I don't know. Look, I'm I'm still looking forward to seeing it. I think my daughter is more looking forward to it than I am. Uh, she's at that age right now where she's more like, uh, you know, she likes the female superheroes and that. She actually brought up to me, and, and it was a good point. And I and I was trying to think about it that until Wonder Woman '84. That's the first female supervillain that she can recall. And I was like, I think you're kind of right. I I can't recall any other supervillains that have been females to this point. So, Oh. 
Yeah. I, I hadn't even thought about that. But Cheeto is the first one. Pop- yeah, nothing's popping to my mind right now. Right. So. Um, it may, That's a good call. That's a good call. Well, there's a yes and a no to that. Depending on how you look at Captain Marvel, um, the Annette Benning character, who was kind of like her Mentor. friend through most of the movie, she was kind of like the the supervillain at the end somewhat. But in the end, it was really the scrolls, which were male aliens, from what you could tell from the most part, right? Mm-hmm. So she doesn't still even really count. I would still say it's more, uh, or not scrolls, but the other alien race that was there. I can't even think what they were. But it was the guy who was who was like the leader, not Annette Benning. Not Annette Benning's character. Anyhow, because she was like the supreme being or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm, so yeah but uh so yes yeah, so i think cheeto is the the last one and and that's even debatable too because really max lord was was right there so it's kind of hard to say would you say gamora's sister uh i forgot her name now nebula nebula thank you she's not uh, a major villain but she is no. a sort of villain yeah she she kind of but now she's a good guy, so <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of hard to say too. But yeah, yeah, no, that's a good call on her. That's what I thought. I, I gave her props for that. So, uh, all right. Anything else? That was it for me. All right, this was a long one. <laughs> we went off on our skating tangent a little too long, maybe. So <laughs> if you guys don't like us reminiscing, let us know. Email us. Yeah, yeah. Let. It, Tell us. Give us some feedback. Like, uh, you, you guys are too old. <laughs> Stop yeah, talking exactly. about when you were little kids. Yeah. Uh, but either way, that wraps it up for this week. <laughs> if you want to leave us feedback, tell us. Shut your mouths. Don't talk about what you did as kids. Uh, it's the PTR show at gmail.com. The PTR show at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at the PTR show. If you like us, subscribe to our podcast. Rate us and spread the words to your friends and family of how old we are. <laughs> For the PTR show, I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. And this was the Primetime Review Podcast. See ya. Old man out. <laughs> <laughs>